Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. That is really, really been ministering to me. By ministering, that's like a big church word. I just mean it's really been helping me. And um, I, so I, I hope this sermon really helps you tonight. Uh, my goal, I told Isaiah at the end of the night, I want to sing that first song again, uh, One Thing Remains, and I just want to be hype on how much God loves us. Uh, because I want to talk about tonight what it is that makes God happy. What it is that makes God happy. And be, before I even get into the sermon, here, here's what I have to say. Um, God's already pleased with you. Look at your neighbor and just say, God's already happy. Like God's already happy, man. Be, because what, what I want to talk about tonight, I don't want you to get confused. Like, okay, okay, here is the magic recipe. Here's the formula. And if I don't do this, then God's not happy. No, you guys got to get in your heart, in your mind that God loves you. God is well pleased with you. It doesn't matter what you have or have not done. Because of the finished work of Jesus, we can all be forgiven of our sins and be made right with God. Someone said amen. amen. So just loud and proud, everyone just say, God, God is, already is already happy. happy. Okay, but, but I want to talk about with that in mind, what it is that pleases God. J- just by sh- show of hands tonight, how many of you, you would say, it really is your heart, not that you feel like you're doing a good job, but it really is your heart. At the end of the day, you do want to live a life that, that makes God happy, that pleases God. I-, I think that'd be the majority of us. I don't think anyone's like, nah, I don't even care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own thing. I think for most of us, at least for those of us who have given our life to Jesus and you know, we're here um, because we, we, we want to honor God, we want to worship God, that yeah, in my heart, I want God to be pleased. I want God to be happy. I, I, I want to honor God with my life. But how many of you also by a show of hands, you can often feel like you're not doing a good job in that area. Just, okay, that, my, I can't be the only one. That, that sometimes, even though we have a desire to make God happy, it's like, I just, like, how do I please God? H- have you ever been in a relationship with someone before and you just didn't know how to make them happy? You, 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 ever, you ever been there? Have you ever been frustrated with someone before because you're trying so hard to make them happy and you're like, what do you want? Has this ever happened to you? Um, I, I, I need, I'm always looking for props. I, I feel like it's like my new thing. I need props. I'm like a, like a magician or something. Um, so I, I, I just, I need the prop because I need to show you all the different positions. Okay. I don't know whose bag this is. Thank you for the prop, but I'm, I'm going to put the mic down for a second and, and, and I want to show you all the different ways. Just yesterday, I tried to make my seventh month old daughter, Bethany, stop screaming her lungs off. Okay. Yeah, this is Bethany right here. This is Bethany. Okay, this is my problem. Okay, it was So we tried to hold her this way. Didn't work. We tried to go like over the shoulder, burp. Didn't work. We, we tried to hold like this. Didn't work. We tried the other shoulder. Didn't work. We, we tried the other knee. Didn't work. We, we tried like both knees. Didn't work. And eventually, I went like this. <laughs> And I put her back in her crib. I may or may not have said to my seventh-month-old daughter, 
if you're going to cry, you're going to cry. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm like, what do you want? You just had a bottle. Like, I know you are full because it is coming out of your mouth right now. Like, the, like you're spitting up all like this. You got, you got enough milk in you probably for the whole night. Like, you just had a bottle. You're fed. Like, I know you're tired. I know you're sleepy because you've been up way too long. I, there's nothing I can do, and so I'm just going to cry. Just cry. Just I'm, and I literally walked out and I did call Jenny. I'm like, hey, just so you know, Bethany's in her crib and she's crying and screaming and I don't know what to do. And so I'm just leaving her alone, okay? And um, of course, Jenny came to save the day. But I give you that example because I don't know, sometimes I feel like in relationship with God that the more I try, the more I feel like I'm not doing a good job. Have you ever felt like this before? It's like the more I'm like, I'm going to live a life that pleases and honors God, the more I end up falling short of my own standard. And here's what, maybe I'm the only one, but here's where I've gotten before in life. You know what? Just forget it. I'm, I'm not even going to try anymore to live this life that pleases and honors God because no matter what I do, I feel like I'm missing it. I want to read you this passage tonight, Luke chapter 21, verse 1 through 4. I've never, ever, ever preached out of this passage before, and so uh, I'm kind of excited to, to do so. But Luke chapter 21, verse 1 through 4, it's the story of the widow's might. Um, I was talking to Owen earlier, and he referenced the story. He didn't even know I was preaching out of this. Um, but it's the story of, of the widow's might, and it goes like this. And he looked up, he being Jesus, and he looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Verse two. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all. Someone say more. More, more than all. Verse four. For all these out of their abundance have put in offering for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. Story goes like this. Jesus, he's, he, he's sitting and he, he looks up and he, he, he witnesses two different people bringing their offering to, to God. And the, 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 the first group of people are wealthy people, are rich people. If you're trying to get rich one day, let me hear you say amen. Like, like I'm, I'm hey, I, I wouldn't mind. And they're, they're, they're bringing God their offering. And I don't know what the amount is, but let's just say they're putting in billions of dollars. It probably wasn't billions, but they're, they're putting in large amounts of money. God, here's my, here's my offering. God, here's, here's my billions. You're welcome. Jesus said that right after, here comes a lady and she, she, she's a widow, meaning her husband has passed. Um, she, she doesn't have anybody else that's in her home, that's helping take care of her. She's on her own, for lack of better words. And here she comes to, comes to bring her offering. And we'll just say the equivalent. She puts in two pennies. The Bible says that Jesus is watching this. And Jesus goes, whoa. Did you guys see that? See what? Did, wow. Did, 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 did you see that? See, wh what? Those guys, they came and they gave thousands to God. They gave millions and billions to God, whatever the number was. But they're not even going to think about it. it. 
It was out of their abundance. Have you ever given something before just because you didn't want it anymore? Like it's that whole bag of clothes that you bag up, all the stuff that I just, I don't even like this shirt. I don't even like these pants. These shoes don't even fit anymore. And you give them to charity. It's like, I'm never going to think about that shirt ever again. I've had it for 35 years. I'm never going to wear that. And, and they, they just gave out of their abundance. But Jesus goes, wow. She, this, this widow doesn't even have anything. Those may have been the last two pennies that she had. Wow, her gift. And, and what, what this story shows us is that the gift that wowed God. Someone say, wow. wow. The, the gift that wowed God, it was not the thousands or millions or billions or whatever it was, but the gift that wowed God was the pennies. Because she did not give out of her abundance, but she gave all that she had. Just say all that she had all that she had. Title of the sermon, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, is simply this. What makes God happy? And I have a question mark in my notes. What makes God happy? Um, just just out of curiosity, and we won't take, take very much time. Um, actually, we, we won't even make this Q&A because that would take a lot of time. Um, but rhetorically speaking, what do you think makes God happy? Like, like when, if I were to give you a test and say, hey, here's a, here's a piece of paper. In five minutes, I need you to give me a list of 10 things. What do you think makes God happy? I was thinking about saying, here's some of the things that I wrote down. Three categories. Number one, uh, when I think about what God makes, what makes God happy, number one, my first thought is like perfection. Like I know that theologically, meaning like what the Bible teaches, I know that's not true. Have, have you ever known something's not true but you still feel it in your heart? Have you ever known something is not actually a fact, but it doesn't change how you feel on the inside? And even though I know it's not perfection, I don't know a lot of times what I feel really pleases and honors God is my perfection. What do I mean by that? Uh, doing good things and not doing bad things. Doing all the right things that I should be doing because I know better. I, I may or may not have raised my voice in my children this morning. Because at 6 a.m. they were like screaming at one another because they were fighting over a toy. And I'm like, you know better. The morning time is, can anybody finish this? The morning time is, God, wow, you are so spiritual. That is not it. That's the spiritual answer. The morning time, it's God's time. No, in my house, it's like morning time is quiet time. Morning time is you keep your mouth closed time. And as you, you know better. See, I, because I know better, I'm like, God, what pleases you is my perfection. So when I do all the right things, and when I don't do the bad things. The other, the other thing I thought about is discipline and devotion. Maybe this isn't true for you, but one of the things that I can either feel really good about my relationship with God, or I can start feeling really crummy, is how disciplined and devoted I've been. How you been reading your Bible? You been praying? Hey, hey, brother. Last year, how many days do you think you fasted before the Lord? Have you, uh, have you been tearing? In, and, and it's all these spiritual disciplines <clears throat> that, by the way, are important. And I'll talk about that momentarily. But, but I can start thinking, yeah, God, what really makes you happy is when I'm just devoted and disciplined. And I always do all these, these things. The last one that I thought of just uh, uh, categorically is sacrificial service just giving it all away. 
You know, I'm just, God, I know what pleases you. I'm going to Africa. I'm selling it all. I'm selling my Xbox. I'm selling my, my, my iPad. And I'm going on a missions trip to Africa. And, and, and does God, is God pleased with those things? Sure. But, but here's, here's, I want you to frame it for a second. Is God pleased when I am obedient? Yes. Is God pleased when I have devotion and discipline? Yes. Is God pleased when I sacrificially serve him? Yes, but not for the reason you think it is. See, you and I, we think those things please God because somehow that like honors God and that God makes God feel more, you know, like, like he's worthy. But, but do you know why those things actually please God? Because God loves you. They don't please God because it does anything for God. It does nothing for God that you're like, God, you can use my life. I'll do it. It's like, God's like, you know, I, I want to use your life, but oh, son, oh, daughter, I don't, like, I don't need you. I'm God. Okay, God, today I read my Bible for 13 hours. God's like, amazing. I didn't do anything for me. Like, it's, it's not changing me. Be, but, but why does God love our obedience? Because God loves us. And sin, by definition, brings death, does it not? Sin, by definition, brings hurt. Sin, by definition, brings pain. So why does it please and honor God when I walk in his ways and I'm obedient? Because God loves me. And God wants to see me have life and joy and fulfillment. Why does it please God when, when, when I have de- devotion and when I'm disciplined? Because God desires for me to spend time with him because he just wants to be with me. Because God wants to, to, to show me and teach me and reveal himself to me. It's not because he loves him, it's because he loves me. Brandon, why is it that God loves the sacrificial service? Because God loves being able to bring the joy and fulfillment to our life that pleases or brings fulfillment to, to us through us serving him and honoring him. It's not because it's, it, it's, it's about him. God loves us. And what, 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 what I see here in this passage is that even when we don't have it in our definition altogether or do it perfectly, it doesn't mean that we're not being pleasing to him. And, and here, here's what I mean. You can write this down. Point number one, just for, first thought tonight is I want you to realize this, that God, he doesn't see things like, like we do. God doesn't see things like we do. The Bible says this in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. Uh, 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Bible says this. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I've refused him. Listen, for the Lord does not see as man sees. Look at your neighbor and say, he don't see like you. He don't see. For the Lord doesn't see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the, the heart. So let's go, go back real quick to Luke chapter, chapter 21. And what, what, do, what do we see? Wow, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Wow, God, you must be so pumped. You, you, wow, you must be like doing cartwheels in heaven right now because that's, but, but, but it's not. God, you're, you're excited and you're, you're pleased and you're honored and you're like, like doing cartwheels in heaven because 
of the two mites. See, what we have to realize, God doesn't look at things the way that we look at things. And here's how we look at things. God, I got to just give you all this stuff. All right, God, if I'm going to be pleasing and walking your ways, I got to be obedient and I got to do it every single time without fail. I got to do all the right things and not do any bad things. And then that's going to please you. All right, God, spiritual discipline. Okay, I'm going to read my Bible every single day without fail. Fact, God, I'm going to read three chapters, a proverb of the day, an Old Testament and a New Testament, and I'm going to journal. And God, I'm going to pray for 35 minutes for my family, for my school, for the nations. And it will please you. And you know what? God, lunchtime, it's over. I'm never eating lunch ever again. I'm going to fast every, even on Thanksgiving. I will not eat, but I will be thankful through fat. And, and it's like, we, we think that the more we do, the more God's pleased. We, we think the, 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 the more that we do, the more God's like, oh yeah, that's my, that's my guy right there. Do you see how hungry he is? Do you see how bored he is? That's my guy right there. It's like the more bored we get reading more scripture, the more God's like, wow, I'm impressed that you could endure. I'm, 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 I'm going to honor that. God doesn't look at that. Did you notice in Luke 21 that, God's, that God, he's not even looking at the gift? He's not looking at the amount. Where is he looking? He's looking at the heart. Number two, you can write this down and, and you're going to have to let me explain but, but what I see in Luke 21 is this, that God only wants all that you have. God only wants all that you have. Now, again, we, we read this because we think about things from the outset and we're like, all that I have, oh my gosh, Brandon. Like, how is this message encouraging? And how does this help me to know God? He wants all that I have. I, I don't mean like go sell all your stuff when you get home and, and, and give it to charity and, and, and go to Africa. Do you know what I mean? God, he, he wants whatever you can give him right now. Did you know that whatever you can give God, it changes season by season? Did, did you know that whatever you can give God, it changes day by day because you and I are humans? Be, be, because life affects us all. How, how many of you know, even in the short time you've been alive thus, thus far, that life can be like a roller coaster? And you can have ups and you can have downs. You can have great days where you're excited and I'm full of faith. And you can have really, really low days where you want to quit and you want to give up and, and you, you want to just be done with life itself. Uh, this verse, Psalm chapter 103, verse 13 through 14. Psalm chapter 103, verse 13 through 14. It says, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Verse 14, I love this. It says, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. I was telling the worship band, Russ Craddy in the back will maybe remember this. When I was in youth group, this verse was like a popular verse for a little bit, but there's a translation that says we're but dust. And it was like the ha ha funny every time we said it. It's like, God says we're but dust. What's but dust? That's disgusting. But dust? The... <laughs> The, the, the Bible goes, God, he, like a father pities his children. In other words, like a dad knows his kids and sees his kids and has compassion on his kids. So God has compassion on you and I because he realizes you are a human, that you're fragile, 
that, that we're in need of a savior. We're in need of help. And because he realizes where we are and what we have, all God wants, someone say all God wants. All God wants is what you have. See, here, here's what we do. And, and, and this is really the, the you know, in, in my mind, if I had a person I was talking to tonight, this is the person that I want to talk to tonight. The, the, the person in here that you feel like to please God, you have to give him a bunch of stuff you don't have right now. That if I'm really going to please God, I'm really going to honor God. I got to come to God and I just got to be like sold out. But I'm not there right now. If I'm just being honest, Brandon, I am, I'm battling some really hard things. And there are some days that I just feel like sitting and staring at the wall because I don't even have the energy to get up. Honestly, Brandon, there's things happening right now in my life. And like, I want to, I want to honor God, but I'm tired, but I feel weary on the inside. Brandon, okay, like I, I want to be all in. But mentally, I got so much homework and I got so much pressure. Like, it's hard for me to even focus. Do you know that God knows that? God's aware of that. Like, God knows exactly who you are. He knows where you are in life right now. And he knows mentally, emotionally, and physically what you have to give. And hear me, he asks for nothing that you do not have. God is not looking for you to come up with things and conjure up energy you don't have and emotional uh, uh, capability you don't have. All God wants is what you have. Here, here, here's this woman, and I, I don't really have a whole lot. I have two pennies. That's all I got. And they have thousands, millions, billions how easy would it have been for her to feel like what she was holding was insignificant? This isn't going to please God. This isn't going to honor God. This isn't going to do anything for him. And how often do we feel like that? What I have to give isn't pleasing to God. Who I am and what I have and where I am doesn't honor God. God doesn't care. I can't, I can't wake up and be all spiritual like, like Isaiah DeBanco, like I'm not like that's I'm, like I don't even have cool hair like that. <laughs> not pleasing please God. Can, 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 can I tell you wh wh where this sermon came from? Okay, I'm 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 not complaining. I feel like this speaker is my complaining speaker. I always sit over here to complain about stuff. All right, I'm I'm not complaining, but but let me tell you the real place in my heart this sermon's coming out of. We have a baby that is seven months old. Enough said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and we also have three other children. And, and, and my wife, she gets up at night to feed our baby, to keep our baby alive. Okay? You follow me so far? So my role is I get up in the morning and I get our kids ready for school. We do, we do breakfast. We've got to make sure clothes. Honestly, like girls... Just pray for my girls because their hair is a disaster. Like, I don't know how to do girls' hair. Like, I tried to do, like, this pigtail thing the other day. It looked horrible. And, like, Br Brooklyn's getting out of the car, and I'm like, bye, I love you. And she's walking away, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's, like, she looks homeless right now. Like, this is, but, but, but be because of that, in the mornings, 
Like my mornings are so difficult sometimes. And, and, and unless I get up at like 4.30 in the morning, I don't have time to read my Bible and pray and, and spend time with God saying, God, today, freshly fill me with your spirit. I love spending, like my love language, I, I want to hang out with friends. Yeah, I want to go, you know, play golf or do something fun. But I, more than anything else, I want to wake up in the morning. I want to drink a cup of coffee. I want no one to talk to me for at least two hours. And I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. And I just want to spend, like, that, like that's what I want to do. But right now, that, 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 that's non-existent. And, and, and all of a sudden, I started feeling over the last month like this. I'm not doing a good job. I'm, I'm not a good pastor. I, I, I don't think I'm a good follower of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not giving God enough. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing enough for, for God right now. God, I'm not reading the Bible enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not like calling out to you and asking you, like I'm, I'm not, and all of a sudden I start feeling like I'm not very pleasing to God. God, you used to be really pleased with me because I did all this stuff for you. Because I was like doing all these spiritual things and now I'm just like, do, do, do you, do you want to know how, how pathetic it is sometimes? I, I, I was t- t- telling Daniel this before church, do you want to know a verse that I journaled on the other day? It was like the most depressing journal entry ever, okay? Uh, you remember the passage where Jesus, he's like, guys, pray with me in the garden. They fall asleep three times. Do you remember this? The third time the Bible says he comes to them and he's like, hey, you, you're sleeping again. And, and the, the verse says, they were tired and they didn't know what to say. And oh, that ministered to me. I literally wrote him in my journal, God, I know you were rebuking them, but I get it. I'm tired. I don't really know what to say. Like, it's just like, it is what it is. I'm tired. I don't know what else to say. And, and in my not feeling like I'm doing it enough for God, do you, you know what the Holy Spirit did? The Holy Spirit reminded me of the widow's might. And I felt like God so gently just speak to me right where I needed to hear it. Do you not think what you have is enough? Do, do, do you think that I don't realize and I don't recognize and I, I don't have care for like just like where you are right now in life? You don't, you don't think that I recognize like that you're, that you're, you're giving your best, but, but it's all you have? And then, then, ooh, then, then, then this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit speak to me. Um, do you have 15 minutes? 15 minutes? God, I'm a pastor. I can't give you 15 minutes. Like, Lord, no, 15 minutes, that's the warm-up right there. Like, the 15 minutes is just like the little prayer to be like, all right, let's, let's, let's pray for 15 minutes and get in the right head. 15 minutes, and, and I felt the Holy Spirit so gently but encouragingly say, hey, right now you're not giving me anything because you think I'm asking for something more than you have. You, you think I'm asking you for thousands and millions and billions of dollars. And you're looking at your two mites going, that's all I have. And this, this won't please God. This won't honor God. This isn't going to help me. This isn't going to do anything for me. He, he says, son, you're, you, you need to go back to the widow's mite. 
And you need to remember what pleases me and what honors me is not giving something you don't have, but simply giving what you do have. Can I tell you, you have something. You have something. You might not have all the things in your mind that you've built up. Okay, well, if I'm going to please God, I'm going to really be serious. This is what it takes. Maybe you don't have all that because a lot of that you've just collected over time by hearing stories and examples of how other people serve God. But you have something. We have to realize that God doesn't see things like we do. And God only wants all that we have, whatever we have. And number three, you can write this down and we'll we'll close with this, but it's simply this, that God is pleased with whatever. Someone say whatever. Whatever. God is pleased with whatever our best is season by season. God's pleased. God's honored. And God will use whatever we have season by season. I, I I, I was in a season... Back here, back here, like in my mind, I know I'm just like waving my arms. It's like, what does that mean? What is back there? Okay, back here like 10 10 years ago or so, I remember I, I was in a season where I had no kids and lots of free time. And what I had in this season to give God was, was a lot more quantity wise than, than it is right now. And and what God is teaching me all over again is that life is seasonal. Someone say seasonal. Life is seasonal. The season's always changing. And what we have to be careful to do is to not measure our worth and our value before God by what we had last season because it might not be what we have this season. And, and, And then could I also just maybe challenge someone that we have to be careful to not become apathetic and complacent as the season changes and we have more to give God. Because what God wants is just whatever you have. And God is pleased. Someone say pleased. God's pleased with whatever our best is season by season. While everybody and their mother stands up and uh, walks behind me and causes me to be very distracted. Me close, but by, by, by just giving you this example. Um, my, my daughter Brooklyn came home yesterday and she was pumped. Do you, do you remember how excited you got when you were a little kid? Maybe not, I don't remember. But like little kids get excited about stuff. She was pumped. And she, she was so excited. This is what she said. She said, no, no, everyone, you have to sit on the couch. Like everyone's got to sit on the couch. Like Brooklyn, just show us right now. No, 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 no. Everyone's got to sit on the couch. Like Brooklyn, we're eating dinner. Okay, okay. But hurry, finish eating and you all have to sit on the couch. All right, all right. We all sit on the couch. She's like, oh, this is so exciting. This is, she pulls out of her backpack, this little card. And artistically, it was garbage. But it's got a little, little bunny on it, a little carrot. And she goes, oh, guys, I made this for you. It says, all the words are spelled wrong, by the way. It says, I love mommy and daddy and Evelyn and Graham and Bethany. Happy Easter. What, what, what do you think I did? Garbage, Brooklyn. You ever heard of Hallmark? My name was spelled wrong. I am your father. Honor me. 
You don't, J-E-N-N-Y. You don't know how to spell your mother's name. This is. Please go back and try again. Please go back and try again. That's not what I did. How ridiculous would, would that have been? How, how ridiculous would that have been for, for me to do that? Why do we think that's what God does with what we have? Why do we feel like that God is expecting this, this thing we cannot give him when God, like a dad, with his kids, the Bible says, has compassion and mercy and knows, he knows where we are. No, 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 no. You know what I did to this card? It's crumbled up now. I said, wow, that's awesome. That is so beautiful. I love it. And can I be honest? I did love it. I did love it. Be because something in the heart of a dad goes, wow. Like that's, it may not be very good. And the word just spelled wrong. But that's awesome, Brooklyn. Yeah. That's so sweet that you wanted to write an Easter card to tell us that you love us. That's so, ah, we, we love you. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that you and I serve. He knows where you are. He knows what you have. He knows what you do not have. And all that he desires from you is whatever you have to give. So can I just ask you tonight, kind of rhetorically, I guess, what do you have to give God tonight? I don't have hours and hours to be devoted. Yeah, but, but do you have a few minutes? Do you have 10 minutes? Do you have a couple, couple pennies you could say, God, this is a starting place, it's all I got. But, but I just wanna start my day by just acknowledging I love you, God. And I really do need you. And I really am trying to follow you and honor you. And I need you to help me. But let's just talk, talk about obedience for a second. Let's talk about obedience. Well, can, 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 you, can, can you go tomorrow and be perfect? Don't you have a bad thought? Don't you even think of, no, 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 it's, God, that's not where I am. But I can be honest enough to say, God, I really want to serve you and honor you, and I need help. And so today, God, I'm going to give you in my living the best that I have. And if I miss it, I'm going to be quick to say, God, thank you so much for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you that you're not mad. Thank you for your tender mercy and compassion. God, I'm just going to keep giving you the best. God only requires what you have. Would you stand up with me tonight? And would you, uh, would you, would you close your eyes? And tonight as we close, I, I, I want to pray for you. And um, I want to pray tonight that that like, like we did earlier, that God really would do something supernatural and convince you that he really does love you, that he really is pleased with you, that he really does enjoy and find great delight in the little that we do have. God, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the name of above every other name, the name that has no rival, the name that there is power in, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would supernaturally convince us not only of your love, God, but how pleased you are with us. 
God, would you help us to see right now that the little bit we do have, it's all you want. You're not asking for anything more than what we have, God. And I pray that every single one of us individually in our heart, that you would start helping us and you would start teaching us and, and, and you would start helping us to be able to just take whatever we have and bring it to you. And I pray that there would be such confirmation in our heart that as we bring what we do have, it does please you. It does honor you. It pleases you. It honors you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.